Well, in this video, we are going to go through diffusion and just discuss the general principles and the things that will be happening. Now, I want to give you a typical example that I always give my students. Let's say um, you're to go on a journey to a faraway place and you are to sleep in a hotel and you're told by the caretaker that you have to be alert because they have a problem of mosquitoes in the area. So you should either apply air repellent on your skin or you should burn a coil. So you decide to burn a coil because probably you're allergic to um, applying, uh, to having a repellent on your skin. So you burn the coil in one corner of the room and after some time, the scent would have filled the whole room. Now, we want to have a breakdown the processes that lead to that smell or scent filling the whole room. Now, that's the process we call diffusion. Now, diffusion happens because atoms, molecules, and ions are always in motion. Okay, um, atoms, molecules, and ions are always in motion, and this motion is different in different states. So, in solid form, they just vibrate about fixed positions, but they do vibrate, and the higher the temperature, the um, more movement they have, or the more they move. Now, as you change state, because change of state normally comes with an increase in temperature, because they get more energetic and they start to move more freely. Now, when you go to liquid form, the particles can now slide over each other, but there's still a few uh, restrictions. They can't go too far. But when you get to the gaseous state, uh, the particles now have the most energy, okay? They have much more energy compared to the other two states, and they move a bit more freely, or um, quite more freely. Now, this constant random motion that particles have by constant, I mean they continuously move. By random, I mean in any direction. So it's zigzags. They'll be moving up and down, left and right, forward and backward. Now, this constant random motion is what brings about the process that's called diffusion. So if we were to take a whole lot of particles and put them in one corner, and then all of a sudden release them. Now, because they're gaseous particles, or these particles always want to move, they'll start to move away and spread throughout the room. So this is what happens in diffusion. The coil um, particles 
and this these particles start to move in every direction until the whole room is full of the smoke from the core so now if you were to define diffusion you'd have to say it's the net movement of particles from a region of higher concentration to a region of lower concentration down the concentration gradient as a result of their random motion so the reason why i say net movement is because that some particles are actually moving back to where some are moving away from and but the net or uh, most particles move away so the word net has to be there to show that it's, it's out of random motion some particles can actually move back where we don't want them well while some will move away but most will actually move away so diffusion is the net movement of particles from a region of higher concentration where they are a whole lot to a region of lower concentration concentration down the concentration gradient now let's talk about osmosis which is generally the diffusion of water but the reason why we don't put water in diffusion um, is because i mean liquid water here yeah. the reason why we don't put it in diffusion is because we cannot say liquid water is moving from a region of its higher concentration to a region of its lower concentration because when we talk about concentration we mean the solids in the solvent and in this case we mean the particles inside um, the water okay the things that are dissolved in the water let's say we have a cup of coffee okay um, and a regular size mug and we want to talk about concentration of sugar in that cup of coffee so we would say how much sugar is dissolved or isn't the water in this cup of tea we don't say um concentration we don't say how much water is there although they're related but concentration is not um concentration of the solvent but it's um concentration of the solid so for water we have to find a different term and in this case it's potential so we when we talk of water um osmosis it's the movement of water from a region of higher water potential to a region of lower water potential now the region that has higher water potential is the region that is more dilute and the region that has lower water potential is the region that is uh, more concentrated which means it is more solid so now for water there will be the movement of water particles from a region of higher water potential to a region of lower water potential down a 
potential gradient. That is osmosis. Now, let's say we were to have a cell, okay? We were to take an animal cell and put it in a, a beaker or in a test tube that is full of uh, pure clean water, okay? Pure water and we put our cell, uh, an animal cell inside there. Now, osmosis would tell us that water would move into the cell because outside is dilute, more dilute than inside the cell because outside has a uh, as pure clean water that has uh, absolutely no particles in it but inside the cell you know in the cytoplasm there are a whole lot of substances dissolved in liquid inside so water will start to move in and the cell will get bigger and bigger and bigger until it bursts okay and this only happens for an animal cell because it does not have a cell wall. In plant cells, water would move in and it would get bigger and bigger, but it will never get too big to explode because when it gets um, too big or when it gets so big that it's close to exploding, the uh, cell wall will stop the movement and it'll protect the cell from getting too much water until it explodes or bursts rather until it bursts now um water particles move into these cells because they are actually so small okay they're smaller than sugar molecules glucose molecules are much bigger than water molecules so the reason, so we have the partially permeable membrane, which allows certain substances in and certain are not allowed or are not um, permitted to pass through because they're too big. But when these water molecules, molecules pass through, they can um, either pass into the cell or outside the cell, depending on which of the two is more concentrated let's say so the process that i just told you where water moves into a plant cell and it gets very very big but it never explodes it's tight and big like a tire like a car tire with a lot of pressure now when it's like that it's called a turgid cell okay so that process is known as T-U-R-G-I-D-I-T-Y, sorry, T-Y. Now, when the opposite happens, where you have a cell that is put in, let's say we put, a, if we were, not, not an actual case, but let's just say we were to put a plant cell in sugar okay we dip it into sugar that has no water no nothing water will start to move out um because outside is more concentrated than inside and when it begins to move out the cells starts to shrink and it'll shrink and shrink and shrink until um 
so because the servo is so uh, rigid it, it, it can't keep shrinking okay it will only shrink to a certain extent but inside the cell water is still moving out and the cell membrane is shrinking with the cytoplasm and getting smaller so this will happen until the side of the cell membrane tears away from the cell wall because initially they were stuck together but now as it's shrinking and the cell wall is just tucked the cell membrane will tear away from the cell wall and that's the process that's called plasmolysis and normally the cell will be damaged then now so when it begins to shrink, it gets to a, a, play, a, a, a stage that we call flaccid. So it's now flaccid, but if that continues to happen, it will now get to plasmolysis. Yes.